feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Hattazone, and we are here from Greg Hall talking about a pretty rough Illinois basketball game. Yeah, I think people are going to be panicking after this one just because the coaching was not great. That's what kept Illinois back in this game. Yeah, it wasn't, but let's start where the game ended. Down only one after a horrific start, Isles got a chance to win the game. Charge called. You were there. I wasn't right call it happened right in front of me because i was right i'm right in that that corner right there up top uh with the media um yeah it was the right call by underwood to give the ball in io's hands he's the leader of the team i mean it was the ref's call correct yeah i think yeah and the problem with with io is when it comes down first of all they should have called a timeout did they have one? I think so. Underwood had, had an opportunity to call a timeout, and they that, didn't. I don't see why he wouldn't. That I mean, that's an obvious chance to call one. A lot of I think the trend now in college basketball is to let your guys play out. Is let the guys play out. Yeah, and, you, you if I mean he's got a young team. You right. Gotta, you got if you have it, you got to use it. We're not positive that he had it. And but, all the momentum, you think Illinois is going to make the right move, but he also had Io run the clock out. In the last couple seconds, I didn't love that. He should have gotten the play going right away. Well, that's he's um, better when he's in a fluid motion when he gets the ball. Right. He's like if he stops he, and goes and he drives to the net, it's not he's gonna get called for the charge. Like, yeah. That's the obvious. You know, Io. If you look at Io, you scout Io. You know that that's his move is to try and go around the perimeter and and cut right to the hoop and slice and dice through the. Here's the thing too. He's really good in tr- in uh, transition. He can slice through a defense. But he's not that great off the ball. He's not just going to take a guy to the rim. He doesn't do that much. He needs movement once, around. Yeah, once you, once you get the ball in the half court, it becomes more of a pass and find a shot, maybe the high-low game with Coburn. If, like, honestly, if you told me in the half court, not transition, just in the half court, you get one guy to take a shot, I'm not picking Io. I'm picking Andres Felice because yeah, I think he gets to the basket the best on the team. I, the one thing, too, and here, here's the bummer, is I still think it's Io because Io just didn't see Trent was wide open for three, for the game-winning three, and Trent was on fire at that point. He wasn't going to miss that night. Um, so if, if Io sees him open and, and kicks it out to Trent, it's a completely different game, and you think, wow, Io did the right move there. Okay, well, um, let me ask you this question. Let's say you lose either way. Would you rather lose with the ball in Io's hands on that charge or kicks it out to Trent and Trent misses? Trent, because right. I you think Io made look. the wrong move. You need a look. Yeah. You need a look in the last 10 seconds. Io didn't get one. Io should have pulled up even. I don't think he should have went to the hoop because yeah, there was two guys guy. in front of him, and too. Like, have you ever seen him do that? Yeah, he could do that. I just think he could take that perimeter shot. You know, oh, yeah. I don't know how many feet that is, but I, he could easily. 12-footer. Right, yeah, he could hit that. Um, he just made the wrong move down the stretch, and they should have called a timeout to make sure that he wouldn't do that. I understand why they didn't call the timeout because yeah. you want the play to continue. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, it's unfortunate. And it, it, that doesn't even matter because they shouldn't be down by 20 points that, at That's half-time. what I was going to say next. I know we started where the game ended, but now we got to move on to where the game started, which was absolutely horrific for Illinois. They could not get anything going offensively in the first half. There was, I think they were winning 5-2, to two, and that was their big lead of the game. And then Miami went on a 12-2 run, and then Miami went on another run, and another one. Then at halftime, they're down 20 to Miami at home? Are you kidding me? That's awful. Right. I, you know, I have some more. I mean, when you look at this game by itself, it was terrible. It's the game you never want to have. Um, the defense was just terrible the first half. They couldn't figure it out, and that was a more of a, a preparation. I think Underwood got a little stubborn. Um, they should have been playing zone faster. They, they should have stopped, found a way to stop Chris Likes. Neither, neither they couldn't play man. That Not was obvious. He was, he was better and quicker than anybody Illinois put in front of him. Yeah. And that's gonna happen a couple. That, you think of the Winthrop game a couple years ago? Um, I think that this that's comparable. Where he had a guy, a singular guy on Miami that was that much better than everyone else on the team, and, and he's he, a freak athlete. He scored twenty eight points in twenty seven minutes. Right, like, he had he eighteen was everywhere. And a half. Um, that's gonna happen. when You're gonna play freak athletes in college basketball, and you might lose those games. Um, I'll get back to what I think it means for the rest of the season later, but. Um, Neither man or zone was working. They should have switched to zone quicker because then they stopped. It seemed like Miami stopped taking quality threes. We were, we were covering that better. They were trying to, you know, penetrate the the zone defense. And I liked that more. You were giving up less points yeah, in that time frame. Yeah, and you have frame. more help if you get beat off the ball, which Likes was killing Illinois within the first half. Right. So I felt like that was actually – a good plan for it was a, a while, good and then it, it stopped just working. To be made sooner. Yeah, the defense as a whole was just terrible. No, no one really could keep up. And I mean, so was the offense. So many turnovers in the first half. Right, and if we're gonna switch to offense, we should have. Allen Griffin should have been in the game way sooner. He only played what seventeen minutes yeah. compared to Demonte Williams' twenty-eight minutes. Like I that mean, can't happen. I've in been game. saying it all year. Demonte's long. not a threat. Griffin is is a better player. He's taller. He's more athletic. The only thing he doesn't have over DeMonte is DeMonte plays better on-ball defense. But Griffin's a better rebounder. He's more athletic, so he can block you. He's a better shooter. A, definitely a threat offensively where Williams is not. I think if their minutes switched, it might be a different ending of the game. But there's so many what-ifs and maybes. But the fact of the matter is, Illinois cannot be giving up 50 points in the first half. Right. They cannot be turning it over how many times? Eight times? Ten times in the first half? You can't dig yourselves a hole that big because... Yeah. That's why I tweeted. If <laughs> Did you, you see that? Yeah, I mean... I was like, it, they gotta make sure they don't they don't go into halftime in, in down by 2019 or, or 19 points. Yeah. That's exactly what it did. Get down to 10 and it's manageable. Because if you're in the second half and you outscore your opponent by 17 points like Illinois did, you win that game nine times out of 10. The only game you didn't, which Illinois just proved, is when you give up 50 points in the first half and only score 31. Like, I mean, really, really bad first half, really, really good second half, but you got to play a complete basketball game with Maryland and Michigan coming up next. Yeah, so here's here's what it means for the Illini. I think this is the game that got away from the Illini. This is the one they're going to want back but it's not going to be that much of a big deal. 
I... I'll tell you why. Okay. It's a loss. A loss is a loss. It sucks. It, you know, it's one more mark in, in the next But it is a loss games. against a Power 5 team non-conference. Right. And we have... We've played two Power 5 it doesn't teams look that non-conference, bad. and we've lost both. Yeah, Miami's not good this year, but doesn't look that bad. It looks I, worse than an Arizona loss when because you, you're supposed to win that game. Right. You chalk this one up as, I, I think if you, even if you're the committee, you chalk this one up as they played a freak athlete, they couldn't defend him, and somehow Miami shot 50% from the three in the first half. They were 80, 80% at point, in the first, was, yeah, at one point in the first 80%. 15 minutes. It was unreal. Mm-hmm. So they catch the freak game against Miami. Yeah. You look at this, you say, hey, the coaching was bad, defense was not good, um, we got to find a way to score when Io isn't having a good night, and we got to make sure that he doesn't get the ball when he is not when he's having a bad night because he shot four for fifteen. Like, come on, yeah, stop shooting the ball. <laughs> you're having a bad night. That's fine. You're still an NBA prospect. You're good. Um, now what Illinois has to do is they have to win one of the next two games. You have to rebound, and it and it sucks. It really sucks that you're almost putting this whole season on splitting with the number three and the number four team in the country. That sucks. That's really hard to put on this young team. But I don't think Michigan's that good, right though. Now. I think Michigan had... They're worlds above us right now. I See, I think the Louisville game, even though Louisville's number one, exposed Michigan just a little bit. Okay, but we're Michigan's not Michigan's defense is good, and their offense isn't quite as electric. I don't know. I, mean, I think, at, I think that game's last... more winnable than a lot of people are chalking it up to well, be. Well, yeah, plus it's at home. Maryland's in Maryland. That's right. really tough. But look at the last three games they've played. They played the number seven team in the nation, the number right. nine team, and the number one team, and won two out of three. Any college basketball coach is going to be happy with taking two out of three against top ten teams. Right, and then you, you fall into the trap against Illinois the next week. Hopefully. Um, that's what we're hoping for. Look at who... Maryland has beat, and tell me you think any of those teams are legit. No, they're not. And they squeaked past Temple in Temple, but they... And Harvard. Yeah. and th- I mean, they haven't played anybody yet. Holy Cross, Rhode Island, Oakland, Fairfield, and George Mason. Which means... You should be 5-0 and against those teams. This Notre Dame game coming up, and it'll already happen by the time we we play, is going to be the first legit test. Uh, I mean, Marquette's Marquette, a pretty good team. Yeah. They, they lost, lost a Sam lot of Howard. pieces last year, Um but... But they still have, or Sam, uh, Sam, oh, I can't think of his name. Um, they still have Marcus Howard, though, who's the best player, or one of the best players in, in um, college basketball right now. But Sam Hauser, that's the guy. Hauser, He's yeah. now on uh, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maryland might not be that good either. Like, these are winnable games. Don't yeah, just think there's... because we had a bad game against Miami, it's uh, it's. We're going to guarantee lose this game. Like, yeah, I, I don't, agree with you Don't there. take this game to the extreme. And I think a lot of people are going to. And then, you know, that becomes the narrative. And then when we beat one of these teams, it's like, well, how the hell did that happen? Like, this is still a good team. They were terrible one night for one half. And then they were amazing the second half. Couldn't squeak out the win. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that. I'm going to say... Fans who are listening to this, if be Illinois, realistic. If That's Illinois all loses to Maryland and Michigan, don't say we suck. Those teams are better than us. Mm-hmm. And if we beat them, it's not, oh, how the heck did we beat them? No, we're a good team that caught a better team on a bad day or whatever it might be. But 
I mean, season is by no means over for Illinois. Maryland is going to be a big test. So is Michigan. Uh, Illinois is going to Maryland on Saturday, then has Michigan at home the week after. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but I think if you could split one of them, you'd feel really good. Yeah, I think, like I said, we, we now have a team that we could in- compete with anybody. These aren't just losses. We can compete. We might lose both, Yeah, but we can compete now. So don't be be realistic and look at this Miami game for what it was, and bad coaching, bad you know no Iowa was having a bad night. There was a bunch of factors that went into that loss. Yeah, be realistic. It's not the end of the season. It's not, and neither is this Maryland game, and neither will the the Michigan game be. But I think you gotta you gotta start getting some wins against these good teams mm-hmm. to build that tournament resume. Anthony Cowan too. I, I it feels like he has been on this team forever, and he's the one guy who I think Illinois has historically played pretty well. Um, think of that yeah. that Maryland game a couple of years ago. Yeah, and this is Anthony Cowan had last the, year. Yeah, he had the like huge mistake. He didn't bring the ball past the you know half mm-hmm. half point line or oh, half court line. half court line. <laughs> Jesus. Um, in the first 10 seconds, and Illinois had a serious chance in the Maryland game, they rallied. Um, you know, they have a chance in this one. And that's, that's where I'm going to leave yeah, it for. I mean, game. I'll leave it there too. I don't, I don't really think we need to do predictions right now. I don't think this is the game they win out of the two though. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick the Michigan one. Mm-hmm. Moving on now, I'll talk a little bit about college Football, Illinois, we already talked a little bit about that. Disappointing against Northwestern, but... Yeah, but there is some happier news. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten released their all-Big Ten teams, defensive and special teams yesterday. Um, as selected by the coaches, Dele Harding was named the third team, um, third team defense. Jake Hansen was an honorable mention. And Blake Hayes was the punter of the year. Um, and then, as voted on by conference media... Dele Harding was a linebacker on the first team. Um, Wole Batiku was a edge rusher on the third team. And then honorable mentions include Sidney Brown at uh, in the secondary, Stanley Green, Jake Hansen again, Nate Hobbs in the secondary, and Jamal Milan with Blake Hayes winning uh, punter of the year in both. He swept them both. And then Dre Brown even got an honorable mention for special teams as a return specialist. So congrats to those guys. Kind of uh, another accolade on top of what has been a pretty successful year for Illinois football. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and congratulations to those guys. And I know there's more bowl projections out now. A lot of people are considering Illinois into the Red Box Bowl. Um, we'll see. Which <laughs> is funny because I believe the Red Box Bowl used to be the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl that uh, <laughs> Illinois played in um, a couple years ago at um, at Giant Stadium, AT&T Park. That's, that's what yeah, I think now they changed it to the Oracle Park, but yeah, now I think it's it's at Levi Stadium, the Red Box Bowl. Oh yeah, but I meant AT&T. Oh, AT&T it, Park is, is now the Oracle, Oracle Park. Okay. Yeah, all right, because they renamed the Oracle Arena and they wanted to keep the name. So I don't know, but that's lame. I liked AT&T Park. Yeah, it was nice, but that that was what. Um, yeah, it's in Levi Stadium where the Niners play this year. That'd be an awesome trip for mm-hmm. Illinois to take. California. I think you get rewarded with warm weather. That's mm-hmm. like the reward here, but. Um, you, you get Washington and all. Yeah, you probably which would suck. Yeah, and we, I'd rather have a bowl in New York that you win instead of a bowl in California that yeah, you lose. If I, I had to pick there, um, so Pinstripe Bowl I think is where they're going to end up. Illinois should have the upper hand over Michigan State, 
and Michigan and Indiana should have the upper hand over Illinois in terms of record. So I think Indiana goes to Red Box, Illinois goes to Pinstripe, and Michigan State stays really close to home in uh, Detroit at the Quicken Lane Bowl. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say, what I love about the college football committee is that we don't have a computer doing it like we did in the Bowl series, mm-hmm. where we now have real people who want to see you know, matchups that represent historic matchups. Like, yeah, and it's about the fans, Big Ten too. versus Pac-12, mm-hmm. who, you know, that's historic in, in the Rose Bowl context. Yeah. And that's why I think they might put Illinois with Washington here. Oh, in um, Santa Clara. Okay. In Santa Clara. That makes California, sense. you know, two guys, two teams that are historically in the Pac- in the um And you could probably bet Rose Bowl. that Illinois fan base will travel, travel there a little better than Indiana might is another thing you could say. Right. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see how it goes, and we'll have a uh, special podcast out um, this... We mu- Monday, next we're, Monday. We're going to re- record it Sunday after they announce this, and we'll get it up as quickly as we can, and we'll see um, where Illinois ends up bowling. I'm going to say my prediction is still pinstripe. I, I don't think... I, I mean, you look at it... Michigan State might want to be in California because they travel really well, or in New York, whichever but one they think. I can't see Michigan State jumping us and Indiana. I don't see that. Yeah, maybe you're right. And then I don't, I don't know where Indiana's going to end up. I, I honestly couldn't tell. Yeah, that we'll because... see. We'll break down all the Big Ten, where they land, and mm-hmm. we'll also give a quick recap of the Big Ten title game between Wisconsin and Ohio State. Let's do a little prediction for that yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much, though? 70-3? to three? How much did they beat Nebraska a couple years ago? Was that 2014? They destroyed Nebraska. But a few years ago, remember, Wisconsin played Ohio State and beat them, but Ohio State got into the playoff because they thought Ohio State was the better team. I don't remember what year that was. Yeah, 2014, 59-0, Ohio State over Wisconsin. That's hilarious. I don't quite think it's going to be. I think it's going to be closer to maybe 2015 or 16 um, when they played each other. Maybe it was 2017. It's got to be on here somewhere. Yeah, the Buckeyes beat Wisconsin 27-21. to 21. I think it's going to be a little bit more like that, but I'm going to say Ohio State wins it 30-35. No, 38-21. to 21. That's generous, I think. I think it's going to be 42-17. to 17. Buckeyes handle Wisconsin. Yeah, they'll handle and Wisconsin. I, I mean, come on. Wisconsin lost to Illinois, right? Yeah, hey. <laughs> Look at us. And Who that, thought? that means if Wisconsin wins by the transitive property, Illinois could beat Ohio, Ohio State. State. Exactly. Whoa. What kind of thought is that? Hey, next year we'll play them yeah. <laughs> for the Illabuck. If if Ohio State loses to Wisconsin, does Illinois deserve the Illabuck this year? I think Illinois deserves the Rose Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Great episode. <laughs> uh, anyways, for Anthony Pasquale, I am Pesh Cazone. ILL. I and I.